0: Welcome in, Dice Week Talk Podcast, episode number eight. I am here with Evan. Evan, how are you tonight?
1: Pretty good. How are you doing, John?
0: Pretty swell. So, tonight's All episode right. will be breaking down uh Jason Patusco, aka the emoji eggplant. You ready to break down his team tonight?
1: The Potzook Man.
0: What is that reference?
1: I don't know. I, I, I said i would say his name, Paz, the Potzook Man. Oh, I see. I see.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. So his QB position, a little lackluster. Um, We have Big Ben Roethlisberger is probably his only stud. And then we have Cam Newton, Drew Locke, and his newly acquired Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah. Kind of like, Looks like he made some desperate reaches for quarterbacks and kind of scrambled for him once he realized Drew Locke was complete trash and he would not be a starting quarterback anymore. And Jeff Driscoll and Nick Foles, um, they're not starting anymore. Big Ben said that he'll pretty much play for nothing, and he's come back to do so. Uh so Sam Darnold, he might not be in the Jets. I think I think John hopes he's not in the Jets come a couple next couple of weeks because mean I mean, I'm sorry, Jason. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jason. I think they hopes that he's not on the jets because you know, they're going to draft quarterback.
0: Yeah. I, I think the 49ers trade was very telling to me if, you know, obviously the 49ers would have ra- rather been at two than three. So for them to move to three and not two says that the jets are staying and taking a QB. So yep. I think Jason knows that. I think, um, He's feeling confident that wherever Sam Darnold gets traded to, he'll have a starter there. But I'm not so sure, man. He might he might take like the Mariota, the Tannehill, the Jameis Winston approach yeah. and
1: sit for you. Yep, that's the trouble nowadays. Like if you don't make it under first team, sometimes it's more reflection on yourself as a quarterback rather than the organization. Even if yeah. you are on the Lions, I mean Matthew Stafford made it work on the Lions. For a I mean, I'm trying to think.
0: I'm trying to think of the QB needy teams. There's probably five rookies that. Carolina. Well, without counting them out because we'll probably miss them. But. Broncos. Just vaguely speaking, there's there's probably five rookie QBs that are going to come in and probably vie for a starting job. Oh, yeah. And then we know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go somewhere else. And he's an above average starter in my mind. So it's like. Besides Sam Darnold going somewhere, there's six other QBs entering the league or, you know, taking up one of those spots. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to be more of a Tannehill route where he's going to have to sit for a year behind someone.
1: Yep, and he might have to prove it. Um, The, the best-case scenario for Jason is that I think for some reason the Broncos decided to trade for Darnold, and then Jason would shit his pants, and that's about it.
0: At least he would have a starting QB week in and week out. I mean, yeah. that might be the more sure thing for him as opposed to like – Jimmy Garoppolo going to uh, Denver or something like that.
1: Right. So, okay, let's go to the running backs now. Well,
0: let's talk about those for sure starters. We have ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger, oh, okay, okay. um, who I think everyone knows he's probably on his last year. Um, yeah. And then Cam Newton, which is a little bit of a question mark. I think it's interesting we think about how good Big Ben is and how bad Cam Newton was. Big Ben only outscored Cam Newton by like 10 points. <laughs>
1: Just, yeah, it's negligible. Like, yeah, it's not
0: a big of a difference,
1: right? And Cam Newton at some points looked like he didn't know, didn't even know how to throw a football, and it, but his rushing ability buoyed him. Um, so they brought him back. They're paying him even more. Um, but it's hard to say. Like, I mean, you got to think the Patriots are looking for quarterback. Does Cam Newton finish the season as the starter for the New England Patriots?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but who knows? I I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. Bill Belichick is a confusing man. Yeah. But I think, I mean, you think of Big Ben still is putting up like elite numbers, and it's really just not the case with all his weapons. you think it would happen, but it doesn't. And then I
1: mean, he's never really put up. I mean, he's had a few good game, like major games. He's had a few, like five touchdown games, I think. But is he was he ever really elite? Like in the in the top five quarterback ranking, or don't know. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think. Sorry to step away. I think once upon a time he was consistently, you know, probably QB eight or higher. But if you look at his numbers from last year, I mean, he only scored over twenty points five times and over twenty-five three times. Not a single game over thirty. So. He's really a middling QB. I mean, I'd probably rather have Kirk Cousins and um, Baker Mayfield that we talked about last episode as rather than Big Ben for for even just like a redraft scenario.
1: To put it this way, in 2018, he threw for 5,000 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Um, last year, he threw for 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Not that's like that's like. A tad below, below below average is what you want. This is just a tad below average. Just a few years yeah. ago, he was putting up a lot more passing yards, but he had Antonio Brown and Juju then. So,
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting for Jason tanking all of last year. Somehow he didn't identify Big Ben as like a – tradable asset like he probably should have moved him since he was going through that tank i don't even know out. why
1: jason tanked. maybe he just thought it'd be easier because he was too busy or something i just tank and win. so he i remember him texting
0: me <laughs> like midseason, and he literally just said like my team's not good enough and so he just decided to tank he traded away james robinson and and dj Moore for uh saquon barkley so that was like part of his initial tanking decision and even after making those trades, he or still would have, would have won the league had he um, not benched an, an injured player in the, in the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, for those in the league who don't know, Jason actually should have won the league last year. But in the first round of the playoffs, he played a, an out-designated player. Yeah. And had he played literally anyone on his roster, any active player, he would have won that game. And then the way it would have played out, he actually would have been the champion.
1: Yep, and I would have lost to uh, Jason
0: in Yeah, the final. pretty hilarious.
1: And I'm glad I didn't have to suffer through that, so thanks.
0: Yeah, pretty glad wild. I didn't work out that way. So I don't know, but if he was going all in the tanking, like why in the world didn't he trade Big Ben, you know? There was even risk that Big Ben would <sighs> yeah. trade this year. So. I'm sure there's now a particular
1: looks- Big Ben.
0: <laughs> I mean, now that you know Big Ben's gone next year, it's it's a tough piece to trade for. I mean, I don't know how many people would be – Clamoring to get him. So. I've
1: never heard of an NFL player come out and say, I'm going to, I'll play for way less money. And like, right. say, like, like make it public, I'll, I'll play for nothing. Like, and he did that. So it's just like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> Cam Noon, I don't know. I mean, all of his value came from rushing the ball. He had 12 rushing touchdowns, is essentially where all of his fantasy value yep. came from. So I don't, I don't know that they're going to continue to use him that way. It didn't seem like it was all that effective. So,
1: I mean He's he, had, he had, I mean he had some rock bottom fantasy outputs 2 points 5 points 12 points as a quarterback yeah. that's a lost week in the league it's
0: it's tough he he gave you those elite numbers right he had weeks over 25 and 30 but the floor was just so low it just it just crushed you so yep. tough tough guy to own for sure
1: Jason has um, the number five and the number seven in the draft. And so I think he's looking yeah, to take wide receiver and or quarterback with those two picks.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine he's he's going to be clamoring for a quarterback. So part of me hopes the quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, just uh have him sitting on the outside and make me laugh, but <laughs> We'll see if it actually plays out that way. One of his running backs here, he has Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are his two studs. Um, And then to round that out, Gus Edwards and A.J. Dillon are probably the only two worth mentioning.
1: Yep, I agree with that. Um, we got Dalvin Cook, who's fantasy stud. Christian McCaffrey, fantasy stud, although he got fucked up last year and did not play at all, and we'll see how he recovers and then, otherwise, Tony Pollard, backup, Brian Hill, Atlanta running back, who's that? Backup, the real high-end backup he really just still has is A.J. Dillon. Of course, Aaron Jones resigned with Green Bay Packers, capping his value. Um, but other than that, yeah, he has two solid – he has two mega studs at running back, and he is set at the position starting two if he decides to do so.
0: Yeah, I think you know we talked last episode about ways you can make up your super flex team and this is kind of how you compensate for having lower positions elsewhere you have arguably running back 1 and running back 2 at the start of your lineup. So Exactly. impressive starters, not a ton of depth behind it. I think I'm on paper not being the biggest AJ Dillon fan. He he could resume more of the um uh Williams role that's now vacated in the Green Bay but yeah, I'm just Yeah, there they not were sure different, they're different was. players. Totally different players, I agree. I feel like more of that's just gonna go to to um Aaron Jones.
1: It does so. the contract they signed for Aaron Jones definitely shows that they 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 signed him short. They they didn't give him too much money. They gave him they, they they did a signing bonus for him. They're gonna try to make a Super Bowl run. They're trying to like load up, pay him cheap get him to buy in for like at least two years, they're going to run him to the ground for two years at least.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So I don't know. Gus Edwards may have some value. I probably should have mentioned Tony Pollard. He had some value towards the end of last year too. So those are two maybe question mark guys yep. that depending on how they're using the systems, they could add some depth. So he's definitely sitting pretty well at running back All on all. Definitely sitting
1: well at running back. Gus Edwards is another player who, um, Coaching staff came out and said that he had such a great season. They absolutely love him and they give him carries. So, and, and you know, and so like that's the only competition that J.K. Dobbins will have. I think it's going to be a 60 40, 70 30 split among them. But Gus Edwards is called Gus the bus for a reason. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think if he was in a different offense, then I would question his fantasy relevance. Yeah, but, probably,
1: probably, uh,
0: yeah. But being in the run-heavy offense, you never know. I don't know. I, I have a J.K. Dobbins, so at one point I inquired about, you know, getting Gus Edwards just a handcuff. And to me, that's all he is. I, I think if you're rolling him out there and you're starting your flex lineup, you're probably not winning. So I don't know that you necessarily want to play Gus okay. Edwards. Um it's probably more of a handcuff. I agree, but, but a high level handcuff if he gets the opportunity. Injuries
1: happen, and you know what happens to all of us throughout the dynasty year is that all of a sudden we find ourselves scrambling to play random wide receivers and maybe a running back here and there if we don't have depth. Happens yeah, definitely
0: true. Definitely true. Let's move on to the wide receiver spot here. Um it may actually be worse than his QB situation, believe it or not. Um so his – I guess I'll start with the big names here, I guess. Brandon yeah. Cooks, Deontay Johnson, and Cortland Sutton are probably the only three big names. The other guys he has here, Michael Gallup, Alan Lazard, um, Tyrell and Detroit might might get some touches. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Darnell Mooney got a little bit of a stretch there. So I, I don't know. He's got three kind of rough – looking for sure guys and then a bunch of like question marks that they're they're going to have big fantasy weeks i'm just not sure you can predict any of them
1: yeah i would agree with that i mean bernie cooks is kind of that sneaky good wide receiver i mean he has his niche he has a skill set he's super fast he's got great hands but he's super small and gets concussions but if he doesn't get touched he's going to produce he had 191 fantasy points for Jason last year, which is his top-performing wide receiver. Um, Russell Gage, who he thought was kind of lighting it up, only had 145. Michael Gallup, 143. Deontay Johnson, 177. And then the undrafted nobody for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, 113. So he has a bunch of like below-average wide receiver production. Maybe like, you know... Brandon Cooks, Russell Gage, average wide, wide receiver production. Um, he doesn't have a true number one stud wide receiver. Uh, so he's going to be looking to uh, upgrade in that position.
0: Yeah. To me, his wide receivers are almost even like lower end wide receiver two guys. They're not like.
1: It was kind of like
0: me great about-
1: Steve, and Steve, but all his wide receivers are worse. Just a little yeah. bit step, another step below his almost. That's what I mean, I, I kind of like that. It kind of seems like on that level, he definitely needs a, like a stud. He does. He does have Cortland Sutton there, but he tore his ACL. Um, it all depends on what the Broncos going to do a quarterback. Are they going to get a guy? Tyrell Williams is the type of guy that the Lions signed to fill a role. And then he will injure himself and not play the rest of the season. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think if if healthy, Tyrell Williams will get some degree of volume. It's definitely there. But
1: not fantasy-relevant volume. Not as much as the yeah. other guys. It, not not to the point where he's going to be starting. He has plenty of better players than Tyrell Williams.
0: Who else is a wide receiver there?
1: Uh, there's Brandon <laughs> Bashad Perriman now. He was actually expressed as the number one. Okay. And then there's Quintus Cephas. He was so their number fifth-round yeah. draft pick. Those are the three wide receivers on the roster besides practice squad members. So they are not going to be. I don't even know what the Lions are going to do next year, besides run the ball to Swift and check the ball down to Swift. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't imagine what else they could do. I I don't understand. I don't know what they could do on offense besides that.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) I think Corlin Sutton's hard. I think his knee was like blown out, right? It wasn't just an ACL. No, nah, yeah. Involved. It was
1: it was a, it was a, it was an injury for sure. It was a significant so knows, injury.
0: If you take that into account and how he's gonna rebound from that, and then you take into account Denver just doesn't have a QB that's worth anything. That's tough. And then if you take into account on top of all that, the amount of weapons they have there, you know, they have no fan. They have Jerry Judy. Yep.
1: Um and he has no Fant uh, as well.
0: He does. So I don't know. That's a lot riding on Cortland Sutton. I mean, I, I liked him a lot, but I'm not sure that next year is going to be his year.
1: It, it would be, it would probably be a, like a, somewhat of a miraculous recovery for him to have a, a significant year as far as production goes for Cortland yeah, from Yeah.
0: From a fantasy standpoint, I think so. And then Brandon Cooks, I mean, obviously with all the Deshaun Watson stuff that's going on, I don't know that Brandon Cooks is going to be fantasy relevant, at least for, Parts of the year,
1: yeah. I don't know. The, uh, that's another player that's going to be you. You won't know till you got to week one. It might seem yeah. like that way. So,
0: now, I actually traded Deontay Johnson to Jason, so I, I know him very well.
1: And he's the one of, it, and he's the second highest fantasy producer at wide receiver position this year.
0: Yeah. Problem is, he's a little streaky. I mean, he struggled with drops last year, and he struggled with injuries. And the injuries were the tough ones, where it was like. He would start the game and then leave, and then start the game and then leave. And he would so actually like,
1: do really well and then leave.
0: Yeah, but for a large portion of the season, he was just giving me blanks. Um, yeah, if you look at these numbers, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.3, 1, 8, 6, 6. So those were those But then those were 20, 17,
1: I... 8, 17, 6, 15, 17.
0: Yep, then he blew Towards up the other the time.
1: End, end of the season, Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I would have liked to see them not bring back Juju. I think the fact they brought him back for like almost $8 million on a salary cap strapped team is is kind of surprising. What is
1: going on there?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. So
1: Is Juju, I don't that, know. Is I mean, Juju I, that bad that he cannot command any money anywhere yeah. else?
0: Dude, I think is he that, was a drama. Is drawer. that it? He was such a drama last year. I don't think teams are really interested in him.
1: I think, yeah, I think that might have been and it. He's not,
0: producing. he's not producing on the field. so
1: He's more about his own brand, but his brand doesn't produce. So, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, honestly, if I'm looking at this group, I feel like going into this season, Deontay Johnson's like the only one I feel good about being in my starting lineup. The rest of them just have huge question marks.
1: Yeah. The rest of them – May have produced points last year, but some of them are question marks. Darnell Mooney, great second year wide receiver. I mean, I mean, great first year wide receiver going into his second year to have had some great production with poor quarterback play. You got Courtland Sutton coming back. Tyrell Williams trash. Deontay Johnson, we'll see what you got. Michael Gallup, decent wide receiver too. Um, so. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Gage. So he's like – he has all the wide receiver – the high-end wide receiver twos slash threes at his disposal. But can those guys take the next step and like overtake the roles when the veterans retire? Or are they going to be drafted by another – out-drafted by another wide receiver and will they be replaced? I think that's that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can just translate – 2020 production to 2021. I mean, you're going to have to see which one of these guys end up filling the role on their teams, kind of like you were saying. So I think we beat that to death. Let's move on to the (laughs) position. Uh, Obviously, he has a stud in Darren Waller. Yes. The other notable names are probably...
1: Noah Fant, Eric Ebron, Ebron.
0: Maybe Ebron.
1: As much as I hate to mention Ebron drops McGee, but, you know.
0: Yeah, in Italian Premium Leagues, he's he's probably relevant. Um I don't know. Last year he I think the tight end position kind of carried him. He obviously had Darren Waller and Robert Tunyon before he traded Robert Tunyon for a future pick.
1: Oh, he had Tunyon as well before that, huh?
0: He did. That's part of the reason he had some success. So um I, I think obviously Darren Waller's a stud, but I don't know that fans ever gonna reach his you know, potential with all the things we already talked about with Corlin Sutton. So
1: I don't know yeah. if there's too much
0: more to say there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Darren Rawls is good as long as he stays away from alcohol. And then the rest of the guys he has got there is uh, Noah Fant, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron drops McGee in the end zone. Noah Fant, athletic stud. Uh, we'll see how he develops. If he, I mean, he had a great first year going into second year. Let's see how he develops into his third year as well. You could have a great starting tight end with Noah Fant if it all plays out well.
0: Yeah, you might. Um, so just for reference for the rest of the episode here, his draft picks for next year, he has the 105 and the 107, and then just a bunch of late picks that we don't need to talk about. So two high-end first-round picks and then not much else. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, I went through and kind of slated out his starting, uh, roster. So for QBs, we have big Ben and cam Newton running backs, Dalvin cook and CMC wide receivers. We have Brandon cooks, Deontay Johnson and Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. tight ends: We have Darren Waller and the flex position. I didn't write down anyone cause I couldn't figure out who to put down there. <laughs> and then I'll talk about the bench. Cause I feel like we have a lot of. Actually, you know who I was going to write down, who I paused on? I was going to write down Tyrell Williams, but you seem to really hate that. So maybe Alan Lazard instead. I don't know.
1: Dude, Tyrell Williams is a
0: – I'm going to write down Tyrell. I feel like it's Tyrell Williams until he gets first. us
1: right, let's, let's leave it to prove it. I'll be happy if he produces, but I think it's going to it, – he's he is he's going to be injured after week two. and just <laughs> Brian it, the it, Pine. I, I, guarantee the I guarantee you. I guarantee you. All right,
0: And then but... for the bench players, I have a lot of slashes here. So I wrote down no fan slash Ebron. I think in a tight end premium, you could possibly play either one. And then I put Sam Darnold slash Drew Locke. Maybe one of them end up a starter. And then I wrote AJ Dillon slash um, Tony Pollard. Maybe maybe one of them become flex worthy. But kind of some rough rough starting lineup and rough depth. What's your overall, uh, I guess, takeaway on that lineup?
1: I mean, I think you got it plan out pretty much right. Um, my takeaway is looking at Eric Ebron, his best season so far out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. He caught 66 passes out of 110 for 750 yards. He had 13 touchdowns that year because what's his, fame, what's his face? Jack Doyle. Like, was injured the entire year. I hate Eric He's trash. Yeah, I know so. you do.
0: <laughs> I think the most shocking thing for me is, like, this roster is just way worse than I anticipated it being. Um, and I, like Steve- I think
1: he had good matchups this year, and it propelled him. If you go look back, like, maybe he caught everybody else's bad week, and maybe he won a few games that he shouldn't have, and he was there. Um, But... You know, but he, but he still has some of the high-end players that can go off and produce.
0: I think the fact that he could have won the league last year, like should have won the league last year, without even having a healthy Christian McCaffrey, without even having Deontay Johnson.
1: Yeah, and, it really and just and shows you Dad that would have missed a few games too, didn't he? Did he not?
0: He did. He did throughout the year, but it just shows you that like anyone. Well, he did didn't miss, but he year. just
1: didn't produce. He got like banged up and left the games. Um, so I, I yeah, I, it's one, one of those teams when you like, all of a sudden you're like, wow, holy shit. Like, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think it just kind of shows you any,
0: any team can really get lucky enough in fantasy football. You know, if you're, if you can make the playoffs like Jason did and then not intentionally tank, like you could fucking win. Yeah. With, just, you're like with
1: the rights. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I, and I would echo that statement. It's like, even in dynasty, even as, as opposed to redrivers is like. You know, like you got to plan everything out and like, you also have to get lucky for everything to work out for you.
0: For sure. For sure. So I don't know. I think his roster is lacking both high end starting talent as well as depth. Um, but uh, yet he
1: still finished tops in the league. So we're just utterly confused. That's it.
0: Well, he ultimately finished seventh. So not necessarily top. Oh, okay.
1: Um, okay. Oh yeah.
0: But if he didn't, I think, hang, that's, I
1: think that's a good representation though. Yeah. But yeah, if he didn't tank, tank he, he would have he been higher. It, but. He would have been higher.
0: So I don't know. I mean, this feels like a rebuild team. Obviously, he thought it was a rebuild team too, which is why he kicked it into tanking. It's just weird that he did like a partial tank. He didn't like trade all of his older assets like Big Ben. So I don't know if he entirely knows what he's doing so, with it. I think, like
1: a, I think, well, I think Jason wins. will agree when we bring him on, is that some of his players produced more than he anticipated, like a lot more.
0: No, Jason's pretty overly confident. confident. <laughs> okay. Pretty, okay. Sure, pretty sure he'll think his team's awesome. And he'll he'll talk up guys like Darnell Mooney and Michael Gallup and Russell Gage. You wait and see. Oh, I can't wait to show He'll, what, he'll think I'll guy <laughs> so, um, All right. So knowing he has the fifth and the seventh pick uh, this coming draft, I mean, what, what would your direction with this team be? Where are you rebuild? Are you are you uh gonna try and compete? Where are you going with picks? I mean, what do you think?
1: Uh, if I was in Jason's position, I would look at drafting a quarterback with my first pick, or maybe the seventh pick, depending on where you think they will fall, or what what if you want another school position, you definitely have flexibility. Um looking at your quarterbacks, you have I mean, you have decent quarterback position, but you have unknowns, and you don't know if those guys won't play another game. They, it, Some of those players might not start another game next year or halfway through the year. Um, so Sam Darnold, um, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, all three of those quarterbacks may or may not make it through the season. I think they probably will, but – you never know. So I would think at 105, if you're looking at your quarterback if you're picturing a your guy. Or if you have the skill position at running back or wide receiver you want, that's there too. Um, then you have the 107 pick as well. You can also fall back for a quarterback there. Play it how you want. So he's got a extreme flexibility. And I mean, I think that Jason is going to be very competitive next year after he makes his draft picks.
0: Maybe call me a doubter Um,
1: or I can trade me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you've heard me maybe say it a lot. I just, I'm, I'm pro making a decision. I think being stuck in the middle is the worst place to be in a dynasty league. You either want to be losing or you want to be winning and getting, you know, losing and getting higher draft picks and, and acquiring more assets or winning and, and being relevant. You don't want to be in the middle. And his roster just has too much instability for me. I mean, all of these quarterbacks, their names, their guys, they may be starting, but they're, it's such an unstable situation. I mean, usually when you draft a quarterback, you're drafting them because you're going to have them for a decade. You know, we don't even yeah. know if any of these quarterbacks are going to be in the league next year. So yes, if this was my team, I would do it right and just kick it into a full on rebuild. I would trade a lot of these players and um, just kind of go for young draft capital and, and assets a little conflicting to what he's done already. I mean, he's trading draft picks for Cam Newton and Sam Darnold um, and Sam Darnold, a high yeah. uh,
1: end pick Two two un, un, unstable quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think you hinted at it earlier. I feel like that's him kind of panicking a little bit and grasping for straws here, trying to, to take a shortcut on the rebuild. And I'm not sure those pieces are going to work out for him. Like he, like he thinks they're going to. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll, so. we'll see how that pans out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All in all in this review, it, it kind of surprised me in my head. I had it, I had in mind that, you know, he finished seventh. He should have won. This is a really good roster and he's got two high draft picks to add to it. Yep. When I look at it, it's just, it's, it leaves a lot to be desired on paper. It's probably, probably one of the worst teams we've reviewed so far.
1: Yeah. You're kind of like, well, okay. You got these picks. Let's go, let's go set up and go and go for a run. Then you're like, huh? Uh, are these guys going to be okay? We'll see what these quarterbacks are next year. Who's starting here at running back. Who's going to be playing wide receiver. Will Cortland Sutton be restored. Will he be back? Michael Gallup is competing for targets between CD lamb and Amari Cooper. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah.
0: Yeah. Mysteries. I mean, he could draft the next Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson, or he could draft the next, you know, Mike Williams and and Dwayne Haskins, you know, (laughs) Jesus it literally strike. goes like it literally goes like that, you know. Be brutal. <laughs> it's like, it's like, he can make or break his team, really, I suppose. I mean, if you hit on studs, it, it goes a yeah. long way, but it's right. it's hard to hit those picks in most drafts. Yeah. So
1: and yeah. don't get don't get comfortable because of last year's draft and all those wide receiver all the wide receiver production because and, and even running back production for that matter later in the year. I don't know if it's gonna happen as consistently next year. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I w- I've been in drafts where, you know, people drafted Corey Davis and Mike Williams and uh Keneal Harry, like those were all the highly coveted like those were going to be the next AJ Greens and Julio Jones and guess what? It didn't fucking work, you know. So it the draft picks look the draft picks are amazing until the picks made and after that, you know, they they instantly yep. lose value and they instantly become that to prove it. I mean, Jalen Rager last year was a guy who was going in the end of the first round in a lot of rookie drafts. Yeah. Highly coveted. This year, fucking people don't even know who he is. Yep.
1: So, it's like buying a new car, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Draft picks look, look year, like a stud. to look like a stud when you're looking at the 105 and 107. But when you make the picks, I mean, most more times than not, they, they don't actually end up the studs um, as quickly as you think. Yeah. Well, so... Alright, I think we beat him up enough. You wanna get him on the line? Yeah,
1: here? well I don't know if we beat him up enough, but he always deserves a good beating. He probably take it with all that like cushion he's got. But yeah, <laughs> let's let's bring him on.
0: All right, let's get fat farve in here.
1: <laughs> Fucking fat farve. <laughs> so That's I, hilarious.
0: Explain to people what fat farve is. <laughs> yeah, I
1: like, think what? you maybe probably should. That's hilarious. So I, I understand.
0: So so for
1: the reference <laughs> of fat
0: Far. <laughs> We were um, at a buddy's bachelor party in Atlanta, which isn't totally relevant to the story. And for this particular person, Jason made fun of this individual for all of our college career, mostly for just being a redhead, something completely innocent. And
1: of course, Jason made fun of him. For that, for yeah. Like, oh, so something completely uncontrollable to dismay. Exactly. Just
0: <laughs> relentless, relentless uh, jokes at him being a redhead. Just Jesus uncalled. Christ! For like four years, like like an extended period of time. Jesus. And so everyone who was at this kid's bachelor party obviously knew that Jason had done that. And since everyone saw Jason in college, he had gained uh, massive amounts of weight, a fair amount of weight. <laughs> and he wore some like stupid looking outfit. Like he wore like jean jorts and. Like a Brett Favre jersey, <laughs> and he tucked it in, and it didn't look good. And we started calling him. Someone called him like Fat Favre, and it just stuck for the whole weekend. Good. And we even went to a Top Golf, and uh, I may have slipped the waiter a twenty if she would refer to like us as a group. <laughs>
1: and
0: no way, Favre awesome, man. So she'd come and like ask if we wanted a drink, and then she'd be like, oh, "Okay, Fat Favre, do you want anything?" <laughs> and, uh, so it really stuck throughout the whole weekend. And he's like. So. What?
1: That's hilarious, Yeah, and then I dude.
0: think I think he went home and I think it worked because I think he lost like twenty pounds over dude, that Dude, I just month saw after. that
1: picture of him. Like, dude, it looks like he lost yeah. weight. Yeah, we
0: heard we definitely heard his feelings because he went and lost. Yeah, weight.
1: I think <laughs> he did. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's funny, man. Well, yeah, good, that that good for him, uh, man. Yeah,
0: with that introduction, uh, we'll bring Fat Favre on. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, we're definitely gonna bring Fat Favre on. How fat is Fat farv? Fat Favre oh, as okay. fat as Fat Favre could be if Fat Favre was fat. Huh? It's the fattest. The,
2: the fattest. fattest.
1: Here's the fattest Fat Favre. There's Fat Favre.
2: Even if it
0: was a, what was it, a 17 inch and like penis? like the or
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So. Welcome in Jason Petusco. We're talking about the sizes of a gorilla penises here to start off the episode. <laughs> For a little uh, setting for everybody, we're we're here recording it live, watching, uh, what is this, Godzilla vs. Kong in the background. And apparently, gorillas are, it's a well-known fact that gorillas have small penises. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, and it is a fact that I'm a direct descendant of a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> According to, to Will's scientific article he sent, um, Holy shit. we're now taking it as fact.
1: Oh, damn.
2: They're in a
0: simulation.
1: <laughs> well, thanks
2: for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks I'm for having me. Long
1: time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I want to say now that this is on that I think Godzilla would win. Never seen this, but. Yeah, put I'm also putting there.
0: my money on Godzilla without having seen the movie yet. So we'll, we'll update you guys as we go through this. Yeah. Jason, right at the start, why don't you um, tell the league, for anyone who doesn't know you, who you are? What's your deal? What are you about?
2: What's my deal?
0: Well,. I'm, uh, I'm 24 years old.
2: Uh, I went to college with John and Evan and a bunch of these guys. Uh, currently the executive vice president at Honda. Um, I have a kid. I have a wife. I have a couple of dogs. And that's about it. That's me.
0: Very good. Thanks for asking. Very good. Do you have notes? Yeah, I have my usual notes. You've
1: Accomplished so much for <laughs> such a young man.
0: Yes, yes, I often hear that. I uh, review so many leagues rosters, I can't keep them all straight. So I like to have your starting lineup projected. <laughs> we just went through your lineup. Um, I'll we'll leave it for a surprise as far as what we thought. What's your just general opinion of your roster? Obviously, for the setting here, I think everyone knows now you were supposed to have one. The championship last year, you actually would have won had you not intentionally benched the player in the playoffs. I know you've denied it for collusion sake and things like that, but you um
2: yes, yes, about that. So you know, you know, I believe it was who was it? Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks was out that game. Think maybe mm-hmm. so Frank Gore and right, Brandon yeah, Cooks, if right. I can remember, were both out. And John texted me and said, You should replace these players. Kind
0: of. That's not exactly how it went down. Not exactly. But John, prior to that, Jason asked, should I play Cook or play someone else? And then we were debating back and forth. And then like 15 minutes later, Cook was designated out. So I responded and said, yeah, so you should probably not play Cook now. So
2: anyways, as Evan can see, because he's here for the first time, my dad was over that day and we put a staircase railing in.
1: I do remember hand. that. All those spindles you you... are
2: turned. It, was, it looks really nice. Yeah, it
1: does. It does. But I I was
2: busy for a few hours because my dad's not someone who wants to wait. So he just, I was doing all the bitch work. He kept giving me stuff and say, go cut this, go cut this. And next thing you know, two hours flew by and the one o'clock games had just started. And I looked and the first guy was Frank Gore and he was a 415 and I got his ass out of there. And I scrolled down a little farther and Brandon Cooks had just started 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
0: And the funny thing was, had you played anyone on your roster, anyone on my roster, you would have won
2: the game. Scotty Miller, Kendrick Bourne, wow, really? everybody had. I I lost by four points or five points. Every receiver on my team had eight something. I, yeah, I, I think it you was lost, bad. I think you lost That's by ridiculous. like two. Now, and it was
0: like everyone scored over two.
2: Given the condition of my team last year, with McCaffrey being out and Drew Locke being my second best quarterback, I, it was the fact that I would have won by starting Scott Miller in the playoffs is still just a big shock to me, but
1: so you're saying you have a pretty good team, huh?
2: Um, I don't love my team. You know, I still feel bad about the trade I had with Hobbs two years ago. I think I just got fucking raked on that, Mm -hmm. giving up Kyler Murray and getting back a running back who didn't play all fucking season. And Kamara had a terrific year. So that's still a little salty for me, but,
0: Yeah, I believe you traded this off the top of my head. I believe you traded Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, and George Kittle. Yes, yes, that's correct. CMC and Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry, not as big a deal. But and you received CMC and Brandon Ayuk in a future first, correct? So that's correct. A rough trade,
2: yeah. I mean, I was able to turn Ayuk into Waller. Who, yes, you were, you know, looking at the trade overall, I lost Kittle, I got Waller. But I'm
1: bad. You, re- you got do- CMC, you got Kamara.
2: Yeah. okay. But then I pretty much just gave up Kyler Murray for nothing, which, yeah. and
1: which, then, which hurts.
2: Then, uh, given my quarterback situation, it hurts. Yeah.
1: And then you've been, yeah, exactly. You've been chasing quarterback ever since.
2: And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I, I did send John some offers for Josh Allen. Um, I sent the same offers to Hobbs, and he told me he would give me Kyler Murray back for you know three future first picks. Which, yeah. As a pride thing, I'm never going to trade and try to get Kyler Murray back because I'd probably get fucked on that trade too and just give a bunch more stuff to Zach.
0: Well, let me give you a trade offer here for Josh Allen, a little bit different than what you asked for before. John, I'm just going to politely decline now, and (laughs) I'm going to ask Evan for an offer instead. Ooh. Oh, really? Evan, you have an offer on the spot?
1: Yes, I think I have a... Not Matt Stafford related. Not Matt Stafford. Not Matt Stafford. (laughs) Well, then there's no offer. So
0: well, that's gone about how the rest of my trade offers have gone so far. <laughs> um, just rejection, right? No, I'll from the start. put it after
1: you. I'll give you Stafford and a future second for the 107 and Mister Redwood himself.
0: Ooh,
1: ooh. Okay,
2: John, what was your crappy offer?
0: My crappy offer is going to be a haul. I was going to offer you Josh Allen, but I want fair compensation. <laughs>
1: Which we could debate about fair compensation.
0: Which, to me, I think he's a three first kind of player. So minimally, I need your one hundred five. I need your one hundred seven, and then I was gonna also throw in there both your future firsts. So a twenty twenty three first and a twenty twenty two first.
2: But you said the five seven and two Mm firsts. So four firsts.
0: Four firsts. It's hard to value the twenty twenty three first. You know, I looked at thrown in players, but if I'm giving you Josh Allen, you really win now. So the logic there is instead of asking for like two firsts and a blue chip player, I'm going to give you, I'm going to leave you your blue chip players, but I'm going to take the future first. So Have have you
2: guys had a conversation about what blue chip players mean? Because I feel like you guys might overutilize that word.
1: I've never used that term before.
0: I use it to me. It's like a top three uh, dynasty asset for okay. probably three or more years. So like your CMCs, okay. your Patrick Mahomes. Your Dalvin Cooks. Your Dalvin Cooks is probably there. Um, wide receiver, it's, it's Devontae Adams. It, it was Julio Jones. He's probably coming off the the end of it. Well, um, he hit that
2: metaphorical cliff that John says everyone hits at 31 and dies. No, I said he passed Except it. Except for Adam Thielen, who I for said some he, reason he's okay on. I
0: said he passed it. Um, okay, so, so that's, that's sort a of lot. a blue chip. You know, Travis Kelsey is a blue chip player.
2: What was our last negotiation about Allen? I think I offered you pick five, a future first, and Darren Waller.
0: I offered that. I offered the fifth, seventh, and Darren Waller for Josh Allen. You said no.
2: So now- and then I realized
0: why. It's because you're trying to go for it if you're getting Josh Allen. So then I figured, well, what's the value of Darren Waller? And it's probably a couple firsts, probably more than one first. Um, so that's how I landed on a 2023 first. So I,
2: I don't – think that's that bad of a trade but drafting is probably the most fun part of this league and that would really take a lot of fun out of the next three years do you agree with that
0: statement yeah the the nice thing about trading picks is you can always get them back so get rid of a first now you can probably trade for a higher first later depending on what you finish
1: and with my trade you're only giving up the seven and you get Stafford as your quarterback and you get a future second
0: I like this first time on the podcast dual trade offers
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, until the end of the episode. I've already to been respond. talking to Jason about this type of trade for yeah. like a month or two now. So you know. We've you been having heavy negotiations.
2: Sale. I've I've really just been waiting for that perfect night where Evan is so high <laughs> that he forgets our offers <laughs> and I get Stafford for a third.
1: I mean, you guys might I <laughs> that. That, I'd, I'd have to maybe you maybe you guys can send me some stuff. <laughs> you you every, pick up for something. those who don't know, every every week you got to text
2: evan just say how many beers you had
0: and just get to get to talking you know never he really he loosens up easy trader he is a willing trader i mean that's kind of first and foremost it helps to have willing traders in the league so you can't be afraid to trade uh jake steven will yes swazi talking to you Trade a little more. Swazi doesn't listen.
1: I'm fairly crafty.
2: Swazi,
0: Swazi listens a little bit. Actually, league update: Swazi just agreed to come on the podcast later this month, so wow. you guys will all finally get to hear from him. Wait, he beat me this year. Mm. He's picking. Uh, he, I mean, he lost. He's number he's picking two overall. Oh, okay. But in the so grand he, scheme of taking, yes, if he's me. interviewing
1: after me. There's no way he beat me. Oh, uh, we had. We've kind of gone pushes.
0: out of order here to, oh, to yeah. fit everyone in. Yeah, we've, we're accommodating. That's what we do here. So, Jason, tell so, us. You're an avid um, league team name changer. Yes. yes. Is, is that a mentality you're going to continue to keep? Or are you going to settle down on the perfect name? You know, I think the perfect name is really an illusion.
2: You know, I think at first you might think you found the perfect name, but, you know, just like the fake chow, which I had to explain to my wife earlier today what the fake chow was, um, you know, everything kind of loses, loses its flavor after a while. Now I will say, I was doing a little bit of research before this pod and I went back to 2019 and I did not know what my team name was, which makes some of the historical stuff pretty difficult. But um, if I could really find one that I feel passionate about, I think I would consider keeping it for a long time.
0: Is there anyone's team name that you do consider to be the, the non-illusion, the perfect name?
2: Probably Evans. Just because it's it's true. I mean, it's a factual name.
0: Let me read them out for you.
2: That the Lions are are never going to be a happy franchise. So I, it sucks to Jake and
0: Evan, but we have it just fits as the team names here. Yeah. Currently, Appreciate that,
1: Jason. Thanks, bud.
0: We have Badass Babs, Hob Solo, Nine Inch Dicka, Massage Envy, which is a pretty great name. However, it's it's an <laughs> illusion for sure. Emoji Eggplant, Swazi just changed his apparently swazington football team
1: no longer the big dog okay
0: hey darnold jake powers sad lions sextus empiricus cheese emoji cake emoji factory lot uh reptile emoji racing sausages any of those are those all illusions besides evans yeah pretty much i don't know what the fuck sextus empiricus is I don't know. I, I tried to get him but, on the podcast. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to make it or else I was going to get an explanation. Did that. he respond? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's, he's an actuary though. So that maybe it's a
2: smart person thing. I don't know. Yeah. The, the Washington football team, if that does in fact rhyme with Washington is clever, but I do uh, like that one. I
0: thought that was pretty good.
2: It's a, it's a, it's a fun new name. I, but here, I like it. Here's the thing. You're looking at the perfect long-term name. Washington could change your name next year. And then that name is fucked. So you got to adapt to the
1: times. But I think the sad lines will always be be sad. I don't think they're going to be alpha lines anytime soon. I personally don't think I'm ever going to
0: change my name. I love the story behind it. Um, It's never going to change.
1: Yeah, that's good. Maybe the
0: picture can change. Nope, it's never going (laughs) to change. So I I was going to save until my episode to um, explain the name, but Jason's heavily involved in, in that team name in general. So maybe we'll just tell the story why he's on the line here. So essentially how my team name came about was me, Jason and our wives were all vacationing together, pretty intoxicated at the end of the day. Um, hanging out in the pool and Jason just looks over at, uh, my wife and asks what Jeff's wife's name is. And so Tiffany unknowingly gave him up, uh, Jeff's wife's name. Oh, Missy. That's right. Missy. Hey Hey, girl. Shout out to Missy. (laughs) And then, uh, So shortly after that, I looked down at the group Me and I read through like 50 missed texts and it's Jeff and Jason just like going at it at a real aggressive uh, manner. And so Jason took it to another level by naming uh, Missy in one of the insults, which was too far in Jeff's opinion. So Jeff side texted me all bitter because I told him jason his wife's name which is you know maybe against code and so i explained the situation to jeff and then to make things even i told him jason's wife's name which is babs and then out of nowhere jeff sends some sort of message with that photoshopped image that is my team logo which is actually babs's face on some other woman's body and he used the term badass babs i don't remember the context of it um, But it was, at the time, probably one of the funnier things I'd ever seen. And so immediately in the pool, I made that my team name and logo. And so I'm going to keep that one forever. I think the badass came from, if you look at Urban Dictionary
2: for what Babs actually means, it stands for badass breakfast sandwich. Is that
0: true? Yeah. That's so a little combination of... Do you think Jeff knew that? Or he was just making like alliteration? Maybe some
2: alliteration. I could see Jeff alliterating. Hmm. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. yeah so missy to, to yeah. me that logo is just there's nothing illusional about that logo it's too good and i don't want that story to die either so
2: <laughs> now it's on spotify forever that's right now
0: it's on forever so jason you've been uh, up to this point of the dynasty league you've done a couple different keeper leagues you've done some um redraft leagues with some wild settings and wild scoring how does the dynasty league format kind of stack up to some of those other formats
2: um i so right now i'm in three leagues currently i think the dynasty league is my favorite um but i really think it's dependent on how you draft i, I think when we first started the dynasty league i actually had a really good draft the first year now the first year kind of sucked because i was third in points and finished 10th but got a hall had cook had camara had kyler had a lot of fun
1: had a bunch of young guys All right. it's funny Dude. to recognize how like Depending on your matchups, you could have a really great team and then you just catch some people's best weeks. And then I guess, though, if you
2: you get drunk and you draft a shitty dynasty team, I could see that not being fun (laughs) because you're just stuck with (laughs) a a shitty team team forever. Um, but I, the redraft league, I'm not as excited about anymore, but I am in another keeper league that has three keepers. Um, it's got crazy point systems, quarterbacks will score 70 points some week. Um, The only thing about that is the commissioner lied about the way keepers worked. So you do get to keep your same guy every year and you give up one draft spot higher than that. But we got a guy who is keeping Josh Allen for a 15th round pick now. It's kind of, you know, stuff like that can get a little fishy. But for me personally, next year I get to keep Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, and DeAndre Swift for a a fourth, a sixth, and a twelfth, respectively. So pretty excited about that. That league is also quite active when it comes to trading. Um, so two years ago in that league, I was out of it and I traded one of my quarterbacks and got a future first. And got, so I think that league just with how active it is and that group chat is actually more annoying than ours. Um, in season, I mean, that's a 200 texter a day, Dang, uh, really? but it's, I don't know anyone in that league except for the guy who runs it. So it's, it's kind of a cool vibe, just talking shit to random people and
0: making trades with random people. Yeah, i think it's funny how to, in some ways it doesn't really matter the league format it just depends who's in it and how active they are and i think the more active people are with trades it really adds a different level as long as everyone's like you know engaging in trades and things it's funny though that you don't know anyone in that league and it's one of your favorite uh breed ref leagues that's a good one yeah i those guys actually invited me to play basketball
2: once last year and for those who don't know me i'm a pretty accomplished baller in my day um so it was nice to, to get back on the hard court and did you play with them? i did yeah did you embarrass yourself i didn't because conveniently i got hot from like the side of the free throw line and it was three on three okay. so i just kept standing in that spot and <laughs> i bet i made 75 percent of the shots from the free throw line so, so I'm
1: like a true competitor
2: yeah but then i had to get bodied up on some big dude down low and he just tore me up plus he did that jordan move and Every time before he even shot, he went ah and called foul. Which all I heard from that of.
0: is I had a big dude tear me up, and he kept going ah. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> <I> much <mean>, it. <laughs> a, in a nutshell,
1: that's <laughs> 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 how I felt nice. the next day too. Was that
0: a, was that a purposeful uh, pun there? <laughs> in a nutshell, <laughs> you guys are too much. <laughs> all right, let's get back to your roster here. Um, so going back, yeah, we broke Over, it down a little. Overall, bit.
2: Overall, let, let me let me keep going, John. Overall,
0: if <laughs> this you break, if break on a it down, if we're going to break it down by
2: position, I think in two positions, my team really excels. By your definition of blue chip, I have two blue chip running backs. You do. And I've got a blue chip tight end. And then the team just kind of falls. But, but, you know, everyone gives me shit for trading on my quarterbacks. If you look at who I picked up, like Cam Newton was quarterback 16 last year. Big Ben was quarterback 14 last year. So those guys are both high-end twos. I think Cam Newton's only gonna get a little better with some more weapons. He had a historically bad year. But look at what a QB one scores. QB1 scores 18 and a half points a week. So Big Ben had eight of those weeks. Cam Newton had eight of those weeks. Drew Locke had three. Sam Darnold had three. So there's if I could manage a really good year and play the guys where their matchups fall, having a QB two is all I'm looking for right now. I don't have a quarterback of the future. Hopefully I can get one in the draft. If not, I'll try to – hopefully Aaron Jones breaks his knee and A.J. Dillon stock goes up and I can trade him for something. But I'm limping through quarterback
1: right now. Uh, The one thing I would say about that is I would would agree with your analysis, but I think you're hoping for uh, the hit on the right weeks to time that up and the difference between having a quarterback that are on the back half, not top 12, not number one starters, is that you won't find yourself getting that consistent points when you need it to be able to maybe get you through those close matchups. And you oh, might no. find yourself I, scoring high points. And see, again, I, I think the opposite. I think
2: the Steelers' situation the gets worse and worse every year. They have no run game. They're going to throw the ball more and more and more. They got their receivers back. They're in it for one more year. Juju's gone. Big Ben's gone. So Big Ben's going to throw the ball a lot. Finished 14th last year. That's a fringe QB one. If you guys were
0: saying Kirk Cousins was a QB one, QB two, I think Kirk he, Cousins outscored Big Ben by. He college, was. By yeah. Kirk a Cousins lot, was yeah. 12, by not a by a lot. lot.
2: Kirk Cousins was 12 last year. Big Ben was 14.
0: I know, but points scored, points I think scored. it was.
1: You think at like 50, 60 more points? Oh, yeah. Big
0: Ben had 277.
1: Yep. I think, I think Kirk Cousins had like 329. Yeah, I think so too. I think he was well over the
0: 300s. I don't think that's true.
1: Did you look you up your stats? I'm not this. looking up other
0: guys' stats. <laughs> Kirk but Cousins had 320. No, so. And Cam Newton
2: finished 16. Cam Newton in a new offense, new coordinator. Dude had COVID, missed preseason. Now,
1: remember, the other thing with uh, Ben Roethlisberger was is that he was kind of calling his own plays, and I think he had a little bit of an ego trip where he was taking way more pass attempts than he want, needed to, and that's why the entire offense fell apart. Off you watch Steeler games last year? you watched
2: much. James Conner run the football Yes, it was also terrible.
1: Yeah. That's why they should the they give the ball to ball.
2: Anthony McFarlane. Well, so they throw the ball because they couldn't run the ball.
0: I think you have the wrong mindset. If I think we just saw Big Ben's ceiling with his current arm and age this year when they didn't have a run game. I guarantee Pittsburgh's going to address that run game a little bit next year. Yeah. He's not going to be thrown yeah, to but I'm
2: not, Again, I'm not looking for Big Ben to become a QB1. If Big Ben stays in the QB2 range, I'm just looking for some QB2s. There's a pretty
0: drastic i got a difference. couple
2: of couple of crappy old QB2s, and then i got a couple of young guys who – May not have starting may not have starting jobs in two years, which is why I'm struggling. But yeah. for but now, I but mean, I think Drew Locke yeah. Lock scored a... thirty points in a game, i year sure the end of the year. Yeah. And he think... was hurt early. I'm hoping Sam Darnold goes to Denver and it kicks one of their asses to becoming the starter. I actually because met... they're both super young guys. If they both go there and compete and someone wins, I actually
0: got mentioned some that um before we got on with you and me and Evan were talking about your team. I said that might be the best thing for you is then you're at least guaranteed a starter. I... That's, yeah, I think
1: I did. That's like something about like Sam Darnold going to the Broncos. That would be yeah. you get that feeling. That would like really. That might take that would really be nice. Yeah. They're just out of like the kind of out of the current quarterback sweepstakes. If they like in the draft, mm-hmm. so they might they might look for that avenue.
2: Well, the Broncos scare me too because the Broncos have a decently high pick. I pick ninth, and they their big their big need was defensive back, and they signed two. So were they clear on the path to sign all their needs in free agency and take a quarterback because they're. You know those big five quarterbacks everyone's talking about. Like they're they're primed to get one of those, and if they do that, then so I think my this could go downhill fast.
0: My main thoughts: <laughs> Ben I think retires, my other two young guys get replacements drafted. Yeah, you're drafted, definitely you're looking rough in the long. Run. Or
1: one of them might get crushed this year and then turn into a cloud of dust, and then you're uh, down one. You can't crush Big Ben.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably fine. He's pretty tough, but um, the problem is fat guy. I feel not like he's tradition. gonna he's gonna <laughs> drift down to like a low end QB two is what I okay. project, and I think there's a big that's difference true. between that's, uh, that's
2: really good actually
0: yeah. a high end QB two and a low end QB two. Sorry, John, what, drastic point difference.
2: What is this right now, Evan? This I'm gonna
0: is, give a
1: Will Howardman a quick <laughs> beer shout out. I'm drinking. This is, this is the uh, two tones uh, vanilla crumble ale.
2: It is phenomenal, and I do not like fancy beers, but this is phenomenal.
1: And they have a coffee version, which is very popular with the ladies.
0: Wow, I just sampled that. I'll tell you the smell of it is amazing. It's like yeah. a vanilla wafer candle. It's it's very good.
1: Maybe I should drink more craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually one of the ones that, like, if people don't usually drink beer, you try and you're like, wow. Yeah. But, a lot of the girls like it.
2: So to answer the the low end, <laughs> I'm based on how my team was able to perform last year. If I can get mid QB2 performance from one guy. I think I'd be happy. I'm I'm probably not gonna start two quarterbacks week in, week out, because th- the risk of that second guy scoring 15 points a week, I'd rather put right. that somewhere else.
0: Yeah, one thing but we if, talk- if
2: Cam does remain the starter in New England, which a later pick in the first, even if they take a young guy, I don't think it's gonna start day one. They got Newton some more weapons, they re-signed James White. There's no way Cam Newton is as bad this year as he was last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean a lot of he his would, production came came from running. I mean, you know how many running touchdowns he got? He had like ten or twelve or something. You know he throw, threw through eight.
2: Yeah. Eight. He, he threw, I know, he threw and some, he
0: still finished QB
1: sixteen. You still, know, wait, my point is if, if that like, if didn't that, Daniel Jones throw like twelve touchdowns all year, it's or something bad. Like that. Yeah, it's
0: like some of those statues. Darnold's the same what? way.
1: It's like, yeah. is that real? Is that like an accident? Like, no, they're, I, they're like literally no, throwing 10 touchdowns.
0: I just think Cam could be a little <laughs> bit neutral. A lot of that rushing production could end up going to throwing production and he'll get a higher volume, but it will equal similar fantasy points. So, which if I don't know. If Big Ben and Cam
2: Newton repeat what they did last year and finish the year around QB 15, I think that would be phenomenal. And I think I, the rest of my team can compete. Yes. If they, the big question mark if they is, they're two old guys who are aging. And I got two young guys who are going to get replaced, and it's like, can I, can for the next year, can I sustain that? Maybe two. Yeah. I mean, Cam's not old. I mean, Cam's only thirty-one.
0: He's young. He just, I think, if he has a rebound, hits. if he has yeah, a
2: rebound just, year, yeah, then maybe right. you know, Josh McDaniels is a good coordinator too. That was his first year in the offense. You know, yeah. the more time you get to work with a coach, it's going be to get better and better.
1: It's going to be a real offseason. He's You're going to have year. more time with the guys. Yeah.
2: I mean, they got Kendrick Bourne, who,
1: (laughs) which just speaks to like some of the rookies this year who did so well without that offseason. Yeah, totally. Wow.
0: No, I think the Cam acquisition for you was perfect. It was you didn't give up a lot for him, and I think definitely a better trade
2: than the Darnold trade. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I feel like I got a little more out of Newton with his ups. He's old granted but you probably should have if you i, I could have got a, a starter for 2021 for late picks whereas i gave up a first for yeah a guy who may never if start you a game again
0: one trade including all those pieces from those two trades it would have looked like extremely fair yeah <laughs> instead it looked the cam looked bad on jeff's side and then the don't or the darnell looked a little bad for you but the darnell looks bad at face value but one thing the Hodman's need to remember
2: is that I got that pick from Robert for trading Robert Tunyon. So I traded my backup tight end for a 23 year old starter, who after this year is a free agent, could go anywhere. Yeah. a fresh start. So I think that to trade a a tight end, not even your tight end one, for a 23 year old NFL quarterback, I think is it all day. Anyone in this league would make that trade, yeah. but and the fact that I did it in
0: two pieces, I mean, it it does. And you have it, to it looks a little ugly. You have to project that pick. It's from the champ, so it's probably a late. It's a, it's a late first, first so
1: go first, so first, and with uh, some of these uh, other teams drafting quarterback every year early on, never. Know. Sometimes you might have a like have so, a, a substantial player fault to So we'll
2: see. I, if if our draft goes perfectly, then I see myself taking a quarterback with either five or seven, and just pray or to God that he's a Herbert. yeah, maybe a Stafford. We'll see. <laughs> I got to prolong this so I have more time to think about it. <laughs> Well, I think – but but we'll see. I mean, I, I well, really – We could fall back on
1: our draft day trade.
2: There's a there's a chance that my quarterbacks can do okay for the next two years, but there's also a chance that by 2022 I don't have a starting quarterback on my dynasty team. Yeah, and I think And a super it's, flex, it's, and that would be – And I think if you're – That would be rough. That would be rebuild city right there. Yeah. And trade I think away McCaffrey.
1: True to yourself. Be honest. Mm-hmm. we were honest about it, I think probably be somewhere in between that area. You probably might have one and not the other. Or mm-hmm. maybe they're not performing that well, and they're still just like, I'll play for nothing. I'm Ben Roethlisberger. Please take me back. <sighs> I yeah.
2: He's he's getting to the point where he's just getting old. I, he hasn't I, had the. I know you guys brought up that Brady lost his arm strength, but you guys didn't mention that Manning when he got old. Yeah, Manning that last a bad year bad, that well, Manning won fell the Super off Bowl a straight clip. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen Ben his arm strength fall off. He's uh, the last five years he's gotten slow in the pocket. He's. He's big still, and he's hard to bring down. But he's not moving around back there. He's just, he's he, just a, he gives a little sidestep here and there, and he jukes, but he's not running out of the pocket.
1: He doesn't take care of himself like Drew Brees or Tom Brady did. Like, no, he's know, like he's, he's not a health freak. He's a fat guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's it's catching up with him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he, I think he regrets a little Ooh. bit of that because he wants to be like put in that echelon with those top quarterbacks. But I think a lot of his success came from. He, you know, great run games, great defense, and just not. Well, I think you know, one thing that great receivers. Down one thing the field. that's always I mean, not a bad quarterback in any respect at all, but like you know, Super no, Bowl winner, like great quarterback,
2: guys like, that are starters in the league for fifteen years. I think one thing that's always overlooked is that people give Brady and Manning all the credit for being smart guys. Any quarterback who plays for that long in the NFL is a smart quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you know, look, yeah. Ben, and he's gotten older. He, I don't know, watching Steelers games growing up. He used to throw so many damn balls over the middle that were 10 yards overheads and just got picked off. He used to be a horrible quarterback. But like look at like a Rivers or a Big Ben. Like the guys get more efficient. They may not have the physical tools anymore. You know, Ben's not moving around, but Ben can still throw the ball and he's smarter with it.
0: I think a big difference is Plus he's got a lot
2: of young weapons that has got to help at this point in his
1: career. Young weapons help. I think you're I think you may be a little bit over a, Optimistic about the arm.
0: When right you look hand. at Breeze and Brady, they've I'm been, with you. I'm with you though. they've been very well protected. And Big Ben isn't well protected and can't fucking move like Aaron Rodgers still can a little bit. So oh, no, he's I think that's a big problem. Big he, Ben thrives with down the field stuff. And he in the back half of the season he couldn't he didn't have time to let anything develop. So they were struggling. Yeah. Well,
2: you know that Big Ben lost his mobility as soon as his rape cases stopped. Girls can now get away.
1: <laughs> he he stopped.
0: All right, I think we've hammered Big Ben enough. Let's uh, let's move on. Set the tone here. We got some new
1: Manhattan's that Jason just made. So cheers to that, bros. All right. And cheers to any of you who are joining us out there. Yeah,
0: it's not too bad. I would imagine Jason would make a terrible mixed drink, and uh, this would probably exceed my expectations for probably what his talents are as a barista.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I agree. Uh, he poured the bourbon with this fancy uh, sphere. Ice cube and it looked great, and then he started to pour some uh, other thing on top of it. I thought he was going to ruin it, but it tastes pretty good.
0: That's a terrible description of what happened.
1: Yep, but I'll, I'll take it. Thank you, guys.
0: So, Jason, we look under your running back position. I don't think we have to spend too much time. You have pretty clear two blue chip players by my definition. Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are both studs. Not a ton of depth behind them. You have some some backup pieces that could become viable if an injury's and obviously, you have the Redwood himself. That some people think he has value; some people don't. Depending on what you think his role will be.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really needing no injuries because I have two guys.
0: Um, to, be, I, to be fair, that's what most of the league has. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, the two guys I have could arguably be the top two guys in the league. But then, Gus Edwards, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, AJ Dillon, LaMichael P. Riley. I don't have much else behind that. But if McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook stay healthy, those guys can score 50 points a week between the two of them. So that's...
0: For sure, they can score 60 points a week.
2: That would be good. Right. So Dalvin finally had a year we he didn't get injured and was the focal point of that offense. And Yeah. Fucking Mike Davis could score 1,000 yards in Carolina, so McCaffrey's... Yeah. I think he's set up in a good spot. Yeah, there. I think he will be, too. Yeah. Curtis Samuel left, which would open up more touches. Mike Davis left. So yeah. Carolina's in a good spot. I think McCaffrey's looking at another, you know, 100
0: catches and... Focal point of that offense again. So I can't argue with any of that. I think um, you know, we touched on it a little bit last episode with Steve. One thing we talked about was the fun thing about superflex is you can build these teams however you want. You don't have to have two stud quarterbacks, but you have to have you have to surround your QB twos with blue chip players. And that's kind of what we were talking about. Steve's team lacked. He had high-end players but he didn't have like the, you know, the top three of their positions. And mm-hmm. yeah, he had a bunch of Browns guys,
2: which is a big mistake in fantasy football.
0: Yeah. It's not a good place to start. And to clear up anything, it's not that I don't think, I think Nick Chubb is a blue chip NFL player, but from fantasy standpoint, he's not going to be top, top six as a running back position. certainly not with cream hunt there next year. So yep. no matter how much Hobbs wants to believe from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, I'm not sure where he's going to go in redraft leagues, but I, I can't imagine it's probably a low-end first-round pick. You know what I mean?
1: That's a safe assumption. Great player, but he just lacks the uh, the high-end production that you get out of the, the the blue chips, the studs that are out there.
0: At least for next year.
1: And really, the only blue chip offensive player for the Browns has got to
2: be Odell Beckham Jr.
0: For sure. I, if there is one. I probably should have hit, included him in a trade. Probably. Evan, do you think I should trade him, or what are your thoughts?
1: Um, You know... Ogo Beckham Jr. Yeah, trade him.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think your your roster is kind of set up. You know, you do have the shitty QBs, but you have without injuries two stud running backs. So we can move on from that. Uh, wide receiver uh, core—it's uh, just as bad as your QB core.
2: No, you know what? I, I think I can defend my wide receivers a little bit.
0: I'm sure you could.
2: I. What I really need. Is I need a Q and need a wide receiver one. Brandon. Maybe I'll take a wide receiver in the draft and I'll hit. But <laughs> um, not having an Adams or a Tyreek or any young good guy kind of sucks. But let's look at who I do have. I got Brandon Cooks, finished wide receiver 15 last year, and Will Fuller left. So if the handjob guy's playing this year, Brandon Cooks is actually a very productive wide receiver. Yeah, he gets hit in the head a lot. That's but true. he's a wide receiver too. No, he's, he's, he's a very th- good sneaky wide receiver. You may have
0: downplayed the fact that Massage Envy himself probably isn't going to play for the bulk of the season. <laughs> Between wanting out and the legal stuff going on, Have, have safe you, to say he probably won't be there for at least the first half of the have season. Have you seen the roster in Houston? Someone has
2: to catch the ball, and, and Cooks is an established wide receiver one, wide receiver two type guy. Let, for me, if. Let me let me go, Evan. I, I think Cooks is a wide receiver two slash three. That's his role for me. Oh, yeah, I agree the, with that.
1: He's I think he's a he's wide a, receiver two in himself, like at least. Or, like, you know, even maybe a little and bit you better. Thought, sometimes. You guys think that with Tyra. No, no, no. But here's the thing Tyra can push it. I think Tyra Taylor is the, a Houston, right? The Houston Texans yep. aren't going to be throwing any passes, they're not going to be running any footballs. They're going to be just shitting themselves. Every single week, they got Laramie
2: Tunsil. He's worth four first round picks. He's going to protect the quarterback and give him time to throw. I like looking at the Texans' situation, makes me happy to but, be a sad mind. So, so Cooks, I think for my purposes, sense. he's my <laughs> second or third receiver, which is great. I think he can fit if he's the third best receiver on your team in fantasy. I think that's not a bad core. Deontay Johnson finished wide receiver 22 last year. He missed a game, and he left three in the first quarter. So in the 12 games he played, he was
1: wide receiver five. He was tearing up for a few of those. So missing,
2: missing those four games, he's still out-targeted Juju and, and uh, Claypool for the year. So he he's a target machine. Big Ben's back. Getting Juju back again helps because it just – you can't be the only good receiver on a team because the defense just locks you down. Yeah. So the Steelers have three receivers who are capable, spreads them out. Deontay, in my mind, is a wide receiver two. So that gives me him as a two. Cooks at the three, and then you could draft maybe another. The, the gap in my receiver core is that I don't have the guy who's no, there. You don't, you don't have a you don't have a guy I, that's a top five potential. I, player. I don't have a top five percent potential player guy. Which is, which is what I need. Which is two picks in the first seven is what I'm looking for. You could find one. I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking to take two wide receivers, so hopefully one of them hits. I mean, it's it, just it, kind it of it a from last year's draft wide receivers. We they were littered with them. But but, but. looking. Depth wise, I actually think for as bad as my high-end talent is for wide receiver, not having that top guy, looking at the next step down, even behind Cooks, I got three more guys on my team who are getting 100 plus targets a year. So Cortland Sutton missed all last year. Yeah. Cortland Sutton last time he played healthy was top 20 in the league. Cortland Sutton's
0: a good player. Yep. So for me, he they didn't have Jerry Judy then,
2: which helps. You know, Sutton did a bunch when he was getting doubled.
0: He's not getting 100 targets. Oh yes, he is. I don't know. The Steelers
2: had three guys last year get over 100. They have. They yeah. still just have. They Big still just have Drew, Judy Drew and. Lock and uh, but it's Big. also been the Denver
1: Broncos suck, and they're yeah, going to no, be throwing, throwing the ball yeah, in that division a lot. a
2: lot, and they're still going to be throwing the ball a and lot. And
1: we'll see who's quarterback there. Um, but like they, they
2: need to upgrade. But sure. getting yeah. a, getting a Judy across from Sutton is just going to free him up more. So Sutton, for me, fits in with that Cooks. So I how think, many
0: attempts do you think Drew Locke had last year? Well, that's a weird
2: question. How many games attempts? Did he do?
1: attempts? Attempts. How many games attempts. did he play? He missed. Didn't he miss a few games? He
2: missed three. I think he missed three.
1: I don't know. I'm going to
0: say 420 attempts. 300. He maybe had more than you think. He had 440, missing three games. That's so phenomenal. So 500 attempts, attempts
1: seems feasible. I think. For, I know Matthew's rapid usually averages average around 600. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, for comparison, let's bring up Big Ben because that's who you want to um, compare him to just now. Yeah. He feeds three tight end. Big three. Ben had 608 attempts. So he feeds three
2: receivers in fantasy comfortably.
0: Which this is my. Keep me on. I'm, I'm riding I down. Know,
1: I, I don't know if that's possible. I don't See, know. See, I don't know that he feeds <laughs> three.
0: I mean, you're saying it in your head, but Juju so was worthless last year. Juju Clay, finished higher than Claypool or Deontay Claypool, in scoring. Claypool flashed but was super inconsistent. Look yeah. look it up. all yeah, three of games. Deontay Deonte Johnson finishes wide
2: receiver 22 and was the third best on the on the Steelers. Well, you you talked about how much time uh, Johnson missed. Still, he you had two other Steelers receivers finishing in the top 20. I'm
0: not even sure what you're arguing here. You're in, just in saying because scoring. because an NFL team and the Steelers supported off and on, three wide receivers.
2: Yeah, you saying that Sutton's going to lose value because Judy's there, having two guys doesn't as Judy mean with a
0: shitty QB as it stands today. Yeah. Well, yeah, he has a shitty
2: QB, but having another wide receiver that's good is only going to pull senses away from Shadow. I'm not sure that
0: I buy in that that Judy there helps Sutton. That's the narrative I'm not necessarily buying into.
1: Yeah, I think I would say like I think there's going to be enough targets in De- in with Denver to like support a few, like maybe two, like but I think. Jerry Judy hurts Courtland Sutton more than Cortland Sutton hurts Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is more of a complete that. route runner and type of player. It's not just playing on the outside as a physical downfield threat. Like, like Jerry Judy will be the one that's gonna draw like the less the lesser cornerback. Sutton's the one. So Jerry Judy's actually drawing the lesser
0: coverage, not the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember 2019, they didn't have a two.
2: So Sutton saw safety over at the top almost every time. I
0: think he's still going. to. And too.
2: he still didn't do that well. Oh, I don't think he does anymore. He did all right because now you yeah, got KJ does. in the slot too. They got a lot of speed on that offense.
0: And they have no yeah. fan. And and they have no fan. and Melvin and Melvin Gordon, do. who's a very viable, love Noah fan catching running back. No fans also on the trade block for those of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: but I said you
2: so, loved so to keep this, so I I think Sutton fits. I think Deontay's my two. I think Cooks and Sutton. I'm putting them as like my wide receiver three. But then, for me, and I still love this guy. I don't know why. Michael Gallup had a shit year last year. Michael Gallup still saw over 100 targets. He still had over 800 yards. But I think the reason I think everyone says CD is what screwed Michael Gallup. It was the it was Dak getting hurt. Yeah, I I don't think there's Dak when he's healthy. I think Dak is phenomenal. Maybe not from winning games, but and as far as fantasy, I think Dak is is a top three guy in the league. Dak remember this, three quarterback the three Probably not league? top three. Oh, oh yeah. But top six.
1: You might be higher than me on Sunday morning. He's
2: got friend. He's got a he's got a well, this year his line's gonna go down, but he's got a pretty good line. He's got Zeke as a you know oh, safety okay. valve. I, I, all
1: right. But I think it's just, just, just just quarterback as a player. Fantasy. Okay. okay. Oh fantasy. Okay.
2: okay. Amari Cooper, right. Michael Gallup, C D Lamb, and Zeke with a pretty decent line. I think I think he is a is a stud as far as a fantasy quarterback goes. So I, I don't think he has a problem like we're talking about with With Ben or how many receivers you can you can actually sustain? I don't think Gallup may have got bumped to third, but I think Dak can easily fill the pockets of three receivers. I mean, Gallup had a horrible year last year, but you know, eight hundred and forty yards and five scores and hundred looks. It's not a horrible year, and I'm I'm trying to count him as my wide receiver five. So I he's
1: definitely a good guy to have. Like I mean, especially when we have we could play four wide receivers now.
2: So I think my wide receiver thing, if I could fuck. No one take Jamar Chase in the first four because I'm going to take him. But if I could pick him in and he drops into place, or I get Devonta Smith and he drops into place, if one of those guys can take over to a wide receiver one, I think my two, my three, and a couple of my four or five guys, I, I think it's pretty deep.
1: You pretty much sucks. But the thing,
2: the thing is, I just without having a wide receiver one, like it just kind of sucks playing a bunch of, you know, playing three guys every week when you know they're going to get. You know,
1: they top six, they're gonna get twelve point, points, yeah, but no exactly. one's gonna go for twenty-five or like maybe even thirty. So as we see, like because with the half PPR, it, it builds up with some of the the stud wide receivers. Yeah, like, like they go off like for mega points. I know, I, I ate a, I ate a game from Mike Mike Evans in the championship.
2: Well, I owned Devontae Adams in, in the league last year, and that was fun. Yeah. it was yeah. fun to have a guy like that. Yeah, I also had Calvin Ridley in the beginning of the year. That guy caught touchdown, two touchdowns every damn game. So that was a fun start to the year.
0: It's nice to have the blue chip players. It is. It's I hard need to one. stack I need up one. many of them. So, I mean, you have three right now. It's probably, I don't know how many more blue chip players we're going to see on one roster. Um, you're probably up there, I would think. We'll see. We'll see how yeah, we'll do it, the rest of these rosters. Only as many me. good players as I have, my, just, my quarterback
2: position is just that so far below par that it well, it had, definitely negates having some of the blue chip players. You have a trade
0: players. offer to add a blue chip quarterback. That's that's without the, losing a blue chip player, which is not always uh, on the table. So, that's the thing too. I'm not I'm obviously not
2: trying to rebuild. I'm trying to win right now. Right. But it's a it's a matter of I have two really nice high picks in the draft this year. So, do I try to find my own blue chip player with one of those picks and f- and fill a position or do I try to take those two picks and trade them for an established guy? It's really my my bookaboo right now, but I love drafting so much that I really don't I, want to I, give the picks up. But
0: I think that is the huge question when you talk about what you do with this roster we've just talked about is the team direction. You know, the rebuild approach would be to trade some of the older players and, and do the draft strategy and and try and land these studs. But the win now approach is probably, I mean, even if you take your loved Jamar chase, odds are he's not going to be a fantasy wide receiver one right out the gates. I mean, Devontae Adams took three years, four years before he developed that. Jamar Chase did it. Or uh, not Jamar Chase. Excuse me, Justin Jefferson did it. But odds are yeah, most Jefferson, players yeah. do we not remember? Slowly.
2: Do we not remember that Jamar Chase was better than Jefferson
0: by a head? That's, that's the college? weirdest argument I've heard. Yeah, but
1: also, like, the, the situation that Justin Jefferson stepped into was, like, Literally one of the best situations you he, could. He, he had a, wide a number receiver. one across from him, and yes. he had an established and, quarterback in an offense decent. when they only feed it to two wide receivers. They don't give it to anybody else, and nobody well, thought Justin. It's Jeff- just a, well, yeah, exactly. It's just he, such a
0: weird right. argument. Like, X what if is
2: greater goes, than Y? If so he goes Z to the, will be greater than what
1: if Jamar X? Chase goes to the Lions
2: Stupid. or the Eagles? He well, instantly becomes that, the wide receiver trade, one.
1: That trade might still be in place. But they don't
0: have a stable QB like Kirk Cousins. I don't think that automatically. Jalen Hurts equals. is a, as stable as they
2: come.
1: Oh yeah, I agree with oh, that.
2: Oh God, I mean Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts. I mean the Eagles you just are, gotta load you right see out
1: of Jalen Hurts. Natural born leader, doesn't take hand jobs on the Taylor, You know, on the table. I for say nothing. it. We, I say it all the time, and we talked about it a little bit earlier.
0: You could hit on Justin Jefferson, or you could draft you know Nikhil Harry. So yeah. it just depends. I mean, risk it and and try yeah. and hit these draft picks, or leave with Josh Rosen and and Nikhil Harry. That, you know? That's also, a that's a chance. That's but the extreme outcomes when you look at draft. Picks.
2: Hobbs yeah. hit Justin Herbert late in the first last year, for as an example. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if you do, if I, I trade him. these assets yeah. for an old guy to win now, you know, if you do hit the young guys, it's not just you hit them; you hit them for ten years. Yeah, that's the fun part about dynasty. If you do, if exactly. Jamar Chase if and hit. Devonta Smith turn out then I don't have to worry about that position for the next eight, 10 years. I mean, they're exactly. Like, that's it, why I traded you, Jay, you know, or that's why I traded you drew law. Whoever has Justin Jefferson, which so I, I could, think that, is Jaylen fever Wentz. fever. Maybe has Jefferson. He does. Fever's loaded at wide receiver. He is. And it's nice that he picks between my two picks because you I know I he's not, not going to take wide receiver.
1: You know? Yeah. I I but, could see like four quarterbacks going, yeah, I think I think Co- Fever could pick a quarterback. The quarterback thing Co- is Fever picks uh, six. The quarterback thing I know, is interesting. If there's a quarterback there, that the one of them falls.
2: I mean, because the them. the NFL draft every year, this guy's it up and talk it up like quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. But this year, there is a lot of quarterback needy teams that all have the picks up there. Yeah, I mean the Jags are taking one, the Jets are taking one, the Niners, the Panthers need one. They hate Bridgewater, and, and even, they're trying to and get even
1: the teams behind them like the Lions and uh, uh, who else would we who, who would we. We the Broncos. The Broncos are just a few picks behind. The Patriots also compact Washington. The I Falcons mean, have been
2: removed. The Falc- the, there's a, a good record. chance that in the NFL draft, if quarterbacks go one through four, you know, you're hard pressed that those guys don't go really quickly in the dynasty draft as well. Right. I totally you know, agree. When your team takes a quarterback third overall, odds are he's gonna be the starter and he's
1: Yeah. Right.
2: So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm the the picks in the draft will be very interesting. I'm I'm, I have in my head who I think people will take. I think Swazi will probably fuck it up, and Steve Hogman will probably fuck it up. Um, I mean, I mean that guy took Baker like first over also. wow. Well, he, um, I think he did
1: say fuck it beforehand. But I, yeah, I, like I
2: mean Lawrence Lawrence is going early. I think Fields and Wilson will probably go early.
1: There's some teams that need running backs. I think the NFL draft will be very telling with the, the first, yeah, uh, five picks in our draft.
2: Well, a lot of times too, it goes. It's based on where the guys go. Like yeah. maybe last year. When you're looking at Dynasty before the NFL draft, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was just, yeah, you know, he's a running back. And then he gets put on the best offense in the NFL, and the starting running back takes the year off for COVID. And holy shit, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a rookie becomes a top 10 pick in a redraft league.
1: the fourth best running back that was taken.
0: You know? Right.
2: But that's the thing. (laughs) You you never know. The NFL draft can dictate a lot of that. Had Clyde Edwards went to – Minnesota and sat behind Dalvin, right? Went, you know, then he. I mean, he might never. He might never get his chance ever in the league. Yeah, and now Clyde's is you know right twenty one two year old guy working with Patrick Mahomes exactly. And you got, the NFL draft can can tell
1: a lot. And we've seen like the Kansas City offense has turned chumps into, you
0: know.
1: Super Bowl MVPs, apparently.
0: I think the other thing to think about is, I think we fell into this trap a little bit talking about some of the previous teams too. We look at these rosters and we project, oh yeah, if I only hit on this pick, if I only hit on that pick. Well, guess what? All the other rosters we review, most of them have high draft picks too. So it's like everyone's adding the potential stud talent to their roster. And it it just goes to show that not everyone hits those stud players. Certainly they don't develop in the first uh, year. So... Yeah, I haven't picked a first round pick in a couple of
2: years. So <laughs> I traded away my pick last year for fucking Cortland Sutton and then he got hurt week two. And he missed week one due to injury and then came back and got hurt. It happens. But the thing is, I mean, the last couple of years I finished third and sixth in points scored. I don't really need a I don't need to find a stud. Last year I started Drew Locke and Frank Gore most of my weeks, and I still finished in the playoffs. So I don't think yeah, Evan's shaking his head. I did start Frank Gore in more than half the weeks last year. <laughs> Frank Gore. Frank Gore got a surprising the, amount of oil. The
1: tank meister himself. I mean, if you didn't score a, tank, a lot,
2: but play Frank Gore, <laughs> that was the thing. It was start Frank Gore, start Gus Edwards, who was the third running option for the Ravens. Which hey, I, Gus Edwards is pretty damn good. Not a bad player.
1: Not a bad player.
2: I mean that that team runs the ball well, but when that's a starter for your team, is yeah. that option? It's it's not a good one. Yeah, you were, So the you, fact that I my team was able to get to that point, I think, was yeah.
1: was a good thing. Yeah. So
0: far, from what I've seen from this movie, there's no way King Kong stands a chance against Godzilla. Yeah, he almost got taken down by like a small pterodactyl.
1: I mean, wouldn't you think if you were Godzilla, you could just like sit there and like use your lightning breath on him like constantly, like for like an hour straight? I think it's I think it's more of a nuclear power burst
2: than a lightning thing. It's it's strong,
1: yeah. But But yeah, that's definitely radioactive, huh?
2: That's one thing too that we did discuss earlier off camera. Uh, in in previous Godzilla movies, it appeared that he saved his blue spiky lightning burst for the very end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like like now finale, he's realized how to harness that power, and he just pulls it out whenever he needs it. Oh. so he doesn't necessarily wait till the end of the movie.
0: I mean, as a fan of Deshaun Watson, you gotta love a guy who just pulls it out whenever he needs it. Oh yeah, right. A little bit in. of a little bit of thrusting. <laughs> Another <laughs> nuclear power, if you will. <laughs> So I think we've talked about your strengths and weaknesses of your team pretty thoroughly here. Are there any trades, um, whether a specific guy you're looking to move or a position you're looking to add, is there any specific move you're looking to make from a trade standpoint or are you pretty sold on building through the draft? I, I think, mean, some people like Jake would say, My roster is so good, I don't need to trade with other teams. Is that yeah, something you? When, when you have like a Jake to? Powers roster, you're really flexible for what
2: you do. Um, there's not anyone in particular that I'm looking to move. I mean, I, I don't want to move any of my really good players, obviously. Um, Zach Ruin trading for me altogether, and I'm never going to trade a good player again. But that's the I've just been trying to find quarterback options to get me through. So I'm always in the market to acquire a quarterback Um, four first round picks is a hefty price for one, but, but he's an established good one and
0: he's young. So, I mean, let me tell you, no one wants a 23 pick. It's hard to trade for something two years down the road. So yeah. I can value that pick however you will, but it's hard to trade for. Well, that's the, that's the reason Steve Hopperman, if you're listening,
2: you, I'm surprised you turned down John's trade last week because you never know what's going to happen to a pick next year. You know, John may have a good team on paper, but he could get a bunch of injuries this year. He gets his running backs that are hurt and that could be the first pick in the draft. And you turned it down for two Oh three.
1: Yeah, that's definitely possible.
2: So it's a lot of that stuff is like John said, they could all be 12th picks or they could all be first picks. You never know how this league's going to go. Absolutely. But, but we'll see. I'm, I'm at this point, I think I'm ready to take a chance on the draft and, try to find myself you know, with two picks so close. I'm trying to find one blue chip player and then trying to trade rape somebody into getting a quarterback. So it's kind of my mindset. Well, I
0: think you said without saying that it sounds like you turned down both of our trade offers. Is that official? What are your, what are your final right. thoughts?
2: Evan and I have been mulling over this offer. or have won
0: very close for the last month. Yeah. And it was, and I,
2: multiple combinations and, and, and stuff.
0: So this was not alive live on the air offer then. This was no, the
2: well, this, this like, one was new because yeah, he has not offered me a pick. I offered that. Before. Um, that adds, that's a little tasty because the second round pick still has some value. Right.
1: And but like be just next year, cause I don't have any this year
2: as we've no. discussed though. I, I really want to see how our draft plays out because,
1: right. and we have if, other trades in place depending how the NFL draft plays out.
2: If, if guys in our league decide to go running back or receiver with the first four, and I have options to get a little better quarterback, then I think we may be interested in doing something. If, yeah. if it comes to me and all the quarterbacks are gone, because I think part of the, the trade talks we've had is Evan wants to get a young quarterback back for Stafford, which is kind of the mindset
0: of getting a high pick. So,
2: yeah, if that quarterback's not there, then you know, we'll then, see.
0: You know. Well, I feel like it's not mutual because you're talking about if a quarterback's not there, then you're going to make the trade to get Stafford. And Evan's trying to make the trade to also get a young quarterback. So No, it's kind of – well, it's kind of back. It backwards depends. There's two.
1: There's, there's two different trades, but – it all depends on how the NFL draft works, and we'll find out soon. It's no secret
0: we all know Evan wants. If the Lions draft a QB, that's who Evan wants. I mean, there's no secret there. I think if the Lions draft a QB, so um, you're, you're, you're I'm going to take him regardless, just so I can have that <laughs> staring at Evan for the next. So year, it's a lot of gamble years. here. If Evan makes the trade now, he's gambling that the Lions draft him altogether. Where if you, and that's part of the reason why often don't make it. Trade, you, I you know, you're kind of gambling that. Well, that so they do. no, because in my head
2: too. I think there's a clear wide receiver one in this draft, and I think it's Jamar Chase.
0: If not the Jamar, Heisman winner.
2: No, no, not for the NFL level. Well, He's He must he must
0: put up elite numbers last year.
2: He weighs less than Evan. And Evan's a, yeah. I, Steve, I agree with you. Yeah. Evan, Evan looks thin in person. He's not fat like I am. He lost a lot of weight recently. Uh, but Devonta Smith, I think, is just a little – But here's the thing. If Jamar Chase goes early, someone takes him with the second pick or third pick, then I could see myself going Devonta Smith, and then another receiver at seven, maybe Rashad Bateman, or I could see myself going maybe more. I mean, he was a, he looked freaky at the combine, yeah. But I, I'm trying to find a blue chip wide receiver, so why not take two picks at it and and try to hedge my you bet? Do that, yeah. So, but if the if it pops my way where I do get Chase, and I'm happy, then maybe I do deal seven to Evan and let him get a quarterback. I mean, it's a lot of it's going to go on where guys go.
1: Yep, I think the NFL draft is going to be pretty telling.
2: Yeah, last year I think I, we were all shocked how receivers start
0: flying off the board. Yeah, I think the order they flew off the board absolutely. The, the order guy can, yeah, yeah. Um, sounds like a lot of what ifs to me. Um, it just depends where you want to make that gamble. You know, there's obviously more gamble trading them now than after the NFL draft. Um, Certainly. Move on to the favorite social questions here. Go ahead and tell us who you, who the worst hoberman is in the league, and then who's the best Steve in the league. I, I think worst hoberman has got to be pretty
2: easy because. If you have to be the worst Haberman in your family to be the worst Haberman of all Habermans. And I think looking at Steve and Zach, they're not the worst Hobmans in their family. I think Andy hits that. So Will, I mean, his brother's a stallion and his parents didn't even give him a second L in his name. So I think by far it's got to be Will is the worst Hopperman I mean, he's not even the best Haberman in his family. So um, sorry, Will, but had a nice beer tonight, though. I mean, it was tasty. So that should you should feel good about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, That's probably far, the best reasoning
0: I've heard so far. I like that that theory a lot. It makes a lot of sense. And as Will far, does. He he does suck. Jeez. As far as the <laughs> Steves, um, I've
2: never met the Steve Mariucci guy, but both the other Steves are bald in their 30s, so I'm not sure how they can be the best Steves. So I'm going to go with uh, Steve M. Mm-hmm. How do you say his last name? I think you nailed it. Mariucci? Yeah. Oh, like coach? It. Okay. Yeah. So, so right. Steve... Uh, Steve M. Nice to meet you. And you're the best.
0: He doesn't listen. He'll never get it. Ah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, other Steves, you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any last words uh, for everyone, Jason? I'm sure they've heard enough of your words, but...
2: Yes. uh, Not a whole lot. I guess, Jeff, I'm excited for this beach vacation. Um, Just let us know when.
1: Yeah. You know, Really, that's
2: all I think about, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm almost excited to hear about that as when the next... uh massage session happens for uh, our friend Mr. Watson. On
0: a quick side story, I was uh I did like a workout the other day and kind of pulled a muscle and I was trying to get uh, my wife to, you know, give me a massage. And she's like, "Quit asking me. Just go go to a massage envy or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> i just lost it. I'm like, "I don't think you know what you're asking."
1: I know, right? Got a lot of core, got a lot of core yeah. focus. <laughs> Everything's just just, all the coverings are too itchy. Just can't <laughs> can, deal with it.
2: Can we also go over the fact that Deshaun Watson's line of, oh, if you need to move my erect penis out of the way, just, just go ahead and touch it and move it. What a baller move that yeah. was. Is, so
0: mean, th- is it sexual assault? I don't know. Move my penis if you want. Doesn't sound sexual assault I'm sure he said me. it
1: as nonchalant as it comes out in type.
0: Oh, is it in, yeah. is it in your Nonchalant rhetoric? as it sounds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next week we're going to be doing, I believe Zach Hoffman will join us on the podcast oh, and we'll, ooh, um,
1: was, we'll
0: rip his team apart nice. a little bit. All right. Any, uh, words on Hobbes team, any advice for his, uh, team for next week?
2: He's got the best team in the league he tells us about it all the time. So a lot of blue chip players, um, and pretty a of, much a lot of studs, a lot of studs, a lot of studs.
0: Yeah. He's got the highest value players on every position.
2: And you know, as a former high school football quarterback, which i probably the only guy in the league who was quarterback in high school, uh, probably the most knowledgeable when it comes to football in general. So um, really it's, it's really hard to argue with his logic and his team building skills.
1: I I can't argue with that in itself because it'd be going against Hobbs. Yeah, I can't argue against Hobbs.
0: Unless you're Will, then apparently <laughs> yeah, you know, can you're try. Pretty good at it. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining in. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one. Bye.